Wait a minute, wait turn, a minute. On the radio. turn on the radio. My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though. Play I it. hope right. you got in tune. Got he in talking tune. bigger business. Big he business. make a lot of moves. Lot of he talking Scott Katoon. Welcome to the Startup Showcase, our little surprise show today as the White Sox are uh, snowed out because uh, who's the who's the commissioner of MLB now? It's not uh, Bud Selig. I wanted to see you. Manfred. Yeah, Manfred. Because we have to have baseball. Well, I guess it's like the apocalypse now in this whole world as well as weather so i mean it's just weird to me that there's baseball and there's snow i feel like well you, that's that's you what you wait. get that's what you get when you start baseball in march yeah it's dumb uh the voices you're hearing beside my own is uh sam i'm gonna say fisker sam's fisker's fisk and john ross and they're uh, part of the technori team mm-hmm. uh we're gonna have a nice show today even though we didn't plan on having a nice show today uh and the gist of it is uh, we're gonna talk about facebook pretty much the whole show uh, so if you're on Facebook, keep playing on Facebook, and we'll talk about Facebook while you're on Facebook. Uh, the gist of it is, for those of you listening, uh, if you caught any of Mark Zuckerberg's congressional hearing that wasn't, uh, it was weird and let me know all of a sudden in one fell swoop that Congress doesn't know what Facebook is, just sort of baffling. So I'm hoping that most of you out there playing on it do know what it is. Uh, but just in case you don't, we're going to talk a little bit about Mark Zuckerberg and how he performed uh, the inept questioning, uh, the font size of the notes on Orrin Hatch uh, that he was using. Uh, and then, you know what, if we have time and, and we can have a little fun, I think in the back half of the show, I'm just going to recreate some of the hearing and have these guys ask some of the questions that should have been asked and some of the questions that weren't asked. And I will try to answer them maybe a little bit uh, more clear than Mark Zuckerberg telling you that he did, in fact, create Facebook in his college dorm room, which he said, what, 67 times or whatever they counted. It was absurd. Uh, At any rate, it's going to be an interesting show. Uh, Other things in tech that have gone on. um, Well, more funding. Uh, There was well over 200 and something million, what, $365 million was, was invested in startup companies in Chicago just in the last month. Uh, so things are on the roll here. Uh, we are going to be back with another showcase at the end of May with a guest that is of epic proportion. I cannot leak just at this moment, but it's going to be uh, oh. something something serious. You can always check out our events at events.technory.com. Uh, we will, of course, tell you more about that. You can also listen to our podcast, which we do all the time at WGN Radio, uh, as well as on our own at technory.com. Uh, every week we do four or five podcasts, talk to a lot of people. We just actually had one this past week talking about... Um, equal pay it was equal pay week uh so we had some female founders and some some members of the female founder community terry brax and alita miranda wolf if you google her name it's the you get like 15 pages of her which is kind of interesting uh we had a really interesting conversation about why equal pay not just why it matters but why it is kind of the way it is so uh, if you're interested in learning more about that or anything in tech uh go to technory.com follow us on facebook and twitter at technory follow me at katoon uh, if you have questions on this Facebook thing, again, same deal, at Katoon, at Technori. And I'm going to give you one more. Uh, if you want to call in and ask me, pretending to be Mark Zuckerberg, just a much poorer, much, much poorer version, uh, you can call in at, let me check that number, 312-981-7200. And we will be happy to try to answer whatever questions Mark did not answer. Uh, or if you want to just call and complain, I also enjoy that. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. You can also text if you are afraid of speaking on the air, which I can tell you is uh, not very hard to do. So just, I prefer you call in. Just call in so we can talk. I want to know who you are, what questions you have. At any rate, guys, 
Uh, welcome back. I think, John, have you ever been on the show? I've never been on the show, the live show at least. Yeah, so welcome to, and Sam, welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Sam carried me the last time he was here. I was not feeling well. I'm not going to say why, <laughs> but I was feeling a little under the weather, and Sam carried the show, so I brought him back today for our little surprise episode. And Sean, I'd love to tell you why he's not here, but it's just totally inappropriate, so we'll leave that be. He's not, he's, he's feeling under the weather. Yes, he's just feeling. Just leave it at that. Yes, he's feeling. And it's, you know, not the greatest weather. The weather is awful today. It is. Um, so, okay, let's get to uh, the basics here. John, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Do you know what Facebook is? I do. I use it. Okay. Um, tell me your version of what you believe Facebook is, whether whether it's from a user standpoint or from like the actual business standpoint. We'll get to that. I'll, I'll try to be as not sarcastic as I can. No, no. Uh, I no, think, no. Sarcasm. <clears throat> put it on with a butter knife. Facebook is a way for people to share images that they find online that they want other people to see. You know, you can't text it to them or anything that like that. Like that sounds like Instagram. You have to tag it on Facebook. Uh, it sounds like Twitter. It sounds like Snapchat. It sounds like everything. It sounds like everything. Um, but Facebook is a great way for you to keep up with people that you haven't talked to and five ten years yeah like oh that guy I went to high school with has a house now I don't and care. fake news is sprinkled in fake news is sprinkled in and real news too eh, yeah Sometimes. if you can catch it it's hard to tell the difference these days it is um but ever since my parents got on facebook much like every millennial and people like you as well you're a millennial i, don't know. I am by definition but not by action but i mean to your point on this um I- there's so many social media platforms. So now, like, I am I was on Facebook. I was one of the original Facebookers when it was still, like, through your, your college account that you got on. original? I mean, I, I would say so. It was one, there was only, like, 32 schools that were on Facebook at the time that I got on it. So, literally, like, it was... I think he started with eight schools, uh, Ivy League and Stanford, obviously, beginning at Harvard, and then opened it up to, like, 25, and then 32, 50, and got to, like, 100 and like, something, then community colleges, and then it all just... Yeah, everything broke loose after Marquette? that. Marquette? Marquette was one of them, yeah. Oh, hey, nice. You're, you're ahead of the curve. I don't know why. We always laughed about that. I didn't know why Marquette was one of the first ones, and he must have known somebody or something. or, or just He knew you were there. Yeah, he must have known that I was working on it. Um, well, you know, also the founders of Generator Accelerator also are Marquette guys that uh, Joe was in the class. He graduated right ahead of me, so maybe Zuck knew something there. But uh, bottom line is, you know, Facebook is a place to waste a lot of time if you want and keep up with like family and friends that you don't want to actually talk to anymore. It is also a place for me to like post anything about technology and business and things mm-hmm. for people to kind of learn about. Um, but the catch is, and I think everyone who's ever signed up for Facebook should know this, there's no cost. It is free. There will always be a free way to use Facebook. Says Mark. Uh, and of course, because if it was paid, no one would use it. Right. Like, I mean... Well, that's what they said about Netflix and Blockbuster. And- yeah, but that's different, though, because that's, that's somebody else's content that's professional. That's somebody saying, I'm going to create a show mm. for you, then this is the only place for you to get it. Yeah, I'm not going to pay to see Aunt Pat's pictures of her dog. Correct. Especially since she could just text them to you, right? <laughs> so, I mean, like, the, the, the idea is asinine that there was ever going to be or will ever be a paid version of this. And so the question that comes down is, like, did... And I would love for those of you out there to call in on this question because we're going to take a break in a minute and come back with it. But, uh, again, 312-981-7200. I want to hear from you because if you're one of those people who think that you can sign up for something for free... And that you're not paying for it somewhere. Uh, listen, if if you're not buying a product, you are the product. I've seen that headline all over this yeah. week, and it's but it's I've true. seen that headline forever in life. It's not just about Facebook. If you didn't think that your data and all this stuff was being used to retarget for advertising and other, you're a moron. Have you like. ever downloaded an, an app and it says log in with Facebook and you're like, yeah, I don't want to type in my email again? And yeah, there's a h- I have a hundred of them. Like, what do you think they're taking from you? Just your name on Facebook? No, it's everything you've ever put in there, everything you've ever said, and everything your friends say. 
Uh, yeah, and I mean, honestly, well, for those of you with Facebook right now on your desktop, go look at, go hit the little bars that take you on your, your menu on the left side and look at all the apps that you currently have activated on Facebook. My guess is if you're like me, there's 50 plus. Candy Crush. I don't have Candy Crush. I don't, I don't understand that. I, don't, I actually don't understand Snapchat or any, any reason why anyone would sit and look at people's pictures, but whatever. It's complicated. Uh, it's very, I have a very complicated relationship with media. Uh, at any rate, uh, I, I do, I just, I don't understand how people were confused and how the government doesn't know what Facebook is, but they don't. So I'm going to kick over to Sam here uh, with, with another piece of this. From a business standpoint, what was your assumption of what Facebook does? Like, why, why is Mark, and this is a legitimate question, like I'm joking, but it's a legit question because there are millions of people out there that I don't think know the answer to this. Why is Mark Zuckerberg worth like $70 billion? I think Zuckerberg said it pretty well in that, in that hearing uh, several times. Uh, Facebook sells ads, and they sell ads against the data that you give them, which is very valuable to third parties. And did you know that before he said it? Yes. yes. Was there any time before you heard this that you were unsure of how they made money or that they, in fact, did make money at all? It, it's the only way that it makes sense that they've, they've grown to be such a behemoth in the first place. So I'm, it's kind of the problem that is privacy these days is yeah. we kind of accept Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. We, we let them have our data for free. Yeah, it's and convenience. We're, and we know that there's maybe some backlash to it, but we accept it. We Maybe we shouldn't, but that's kind of a different conversation. In this particular case, the we might just be you with a mouse in your pocket because I actually ran into a person the other day uh, after this who told me that he thought, this is not a lie, told me that he thought that Facebook made its money from an IPO and that the money that they had coming in were people investing in Facebook stock. So he's, um, Facebook's not public? Yes. Is it, it is? Yeah. Okay. He thought that the money was coming in from people just investing in the IPO, like that he didn't think that there was an actual revenue model. How old was this guy? It's like 42. Okay. I mean, stupid, but yeah, he's probably listening. I mean, <laughs> there, idiot. There I said are, it to his face. So I don't feel bad. There, there are plenty, there are companies that, that do that, that haven't figured out how to make money, but Facebook, well, Snapchat and they and they did an IPO too, but even Snapchat runs ads. There is at least a financial mm-hmm. mechanism. We are going to go in, we're going to take a break now. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about this data privacy, selling it, how you make money, how they make money and why you should probably, um, panic a little bit less over this whole data breach thing, even though I think it's important, but I'm going to walk you off the edge just slightly. I'm Scott Katoon. You're listening to Sam and John from Technori at WGN Radio AM 720. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon, joined by Sam Fisk and John Rosen, uh, my Technori goons, as I affectionately call Hello. them. Hmm. Uh, so we were talking about Facebook. We're going to do that the rest of the show. Uh, if you want to follow us and learn more about what we do at Technori and learn about tech and Chicago tech and every kind of tech, uh, go to Technori.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Technori. On Instagram at Technori, you can follow or message me at Katoon. Um, if you want to call into this show, I would absolutely love it. If you're a Facebook nut and you want to know more about this, this is a conversation that I've been itching to have. So I'm great. I'm very grateful <laughs> that we get to have it right now. 312-981-7200. Call in. Uh, our amazing producer, Camille, will make sure to get you on the show. Um, here's the deal. We were just talking about how if you are a person who is signing on to use a tool for free or going to anything for free in an exchange for that free something, you gave them your email, your information, any sort of stuff. That was the financial exchange. That was the deal. And it is my job, whether it's Technori or it's Facebook or it's anybody, it's my job to find a way to make money with that. The pushback that has happened over the last, and it's kind of funny because this is 
uh, Alagonus, I don't know, I can't say that. Analogous. Analogous, thank you. Uh, With the conversation we had on this show several months ago about IoT, about people complaining that the the freezer in their house does not line up with their coffee pot, which doesn't work with their Alexa app, is enough that they don't want to use the tool. They want it so super duper convenient, and they don't want a bad user experience, yet they also don't want to pay for it. So Facebook basically undercut the entire media world by saying, okay, we will curate and source all of the media that you see, news, fake news, your friends, baby pictures, whatever, uh, laughing dogs, anything you can think of, trick shots. In exchange, we will not bog it down with a ton of advertising. We'll only advertise to those who we think would like to see this ad or this product might help them or not. Um, And we'll do that by getting your information Building a profile of you, which, by the way, you built yourself by filling in your Facebook profile. Yeah. Have you ever thought about how many questions they ask you on your personal profile and birthday, where you live? Oh, my God. Yeah. School? And then it connects you with people. You think they don't know everything? They know. Um, and that's here's this is okay. This is going to probably I'm very used to being on a show and digging a hole for myself. So this should be no different. Um, the. The, the, the race, gender, sexual preference question is something that on the census people literally stood out in the street and were like, no deal. Mm-hmm. They refuse and will sue employers for asking questions like this. They will sue and refuse to answer these questions on almost every questionnaire that's passed out known to man. Yet on your social media profile, which is public to everyone, mm-hmm. you will write in bold font, loud and proud, loud and proud who you are, who you like, you know, every, in, every invasive thing that you've avoided your whole life, you'll happily give away. And Oh, by the way, they then turn around and either sell it, or provide it to every advertiser and credit card, blah, 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 person on the planet to retarget right back at you. And you sit there confused, like, I can't believe this invasion of privacy. But but I made my profile private. There's no way anyone could have gotten in there. Well, yeah, you may have made the profile private, but that's to keep people from seeing you and your stuff. That's like individual to individual. Like, fiance Jen was just talking about this yesterday. She has her profile private, and so do most of her friends because they're teachers. And so when you... When, when you search for her, you get nothing in return. That's the public side. That's the front-facing side. That's one side of the coin. What we're talking about is behind the scene, in the math, in the algorithm, all that information lives, whether it's public or private. It is public to, to Facebook. And when you agree to this and you go to your, your terms and agreements, which is amazing to me, that I believe it was Orrin Hatch who said, this is a stupid agreement. Yeah. And... Mark didn't do this because he was too smart. He wanted to make sure to wear the clock out, which we'll talk about here in a second. Let's pivot to this in a second. Um, He basically said, like, do you read your credit card agreement? Do you read the agreement when you do anything? Do you read the agreement, implicit agreement when you go to a restaurant? Like everything you do in this world is full of agreements and, and, you know, indemnification wording. So when you signed up for Facebook, you agreed to let them use your information how they need to make how they need to see fit. Ask MySpace. Everyone on MySpace, and as soon as it got loaded down with ads and there was all kinds of add-ons that cost money, everyone jumped ship immediately and it was just a place to buy drugs. Now, Facebook came out and basically was like, um, we will make this the best experience possible for you, but in exchange to do that, I need to know everything about you and what you like and want and we'll curate it around that. So in order to do that, you've given me all your information and now I'm going to take money from advertisers and other people to retarget your stuff, which did not mean it was okay for them to let the breach happen uh, with Cambridge Analytica. Can we talk a little bit about what 
Cambridge Analytica is and yes. what, it, what what do they do? Like, well, what's why did we even call this this meeting in Washington? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows <laughs> about what like what the meet, the hearing was for because nothing got talked about. In fact, I, this just makes me want to recreate this hearing when we come back after the after the news break. But the 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 Cambridge is like several things. So first off, Cambridge had an app that they did get you know an okay from facebook to yeah, use yeah they what what they originally did was fine then they because they know people are dumb they gave them a questionnaire on facebook my what's my digital life and because people are curious they filled it out and then opened it up to 87 million people because if you take 200,000 people and you take the network effect it's very easy to get to like 100 million it's like the 7 degrees of separation from whatever his name is uh, Kevin Bacon. Like it's not it like everybody's related some way. So they took the app, people filled out their information again, freely and willingly gave up their information. Mm-hmm. Then where the crooked part came in is that they then used it to actually access all the other people that did not say it was okay to give their information. Then they used that to create profiles not unlike what Facebook does in their own advertising. Only this wasn't Facebook creating the profiles, this was Cambridge Analytica creating the Facebook, the Facebook profiles of you in order to determine from a, from, for the purposes of, of swaying elections what things would get under your skin and what wouldn't and what would you like and not like and how would I basically swing through. So like this, I don't want to tie these two things together, but like Emerson Sparts, uh, MuggleNet, Dose Media, a company that's invested by the Tribune, 25 million bucks in the Tribune, partner of ours, so you know, big fan. <laughs> but what they do is they analyze the same kind of data to determine what kind of stuff makes it go viral, what kind of stuff has a propensity to have a lot of clicks and people watch it versus stuff that doesn't. And so they use that to make sure that companies can create videos and content that other people are most likely going to click on and like because they know that the Facebook algorithm is going to put the stuff most people like to the top of the line. So they did the exact same thing as Facebook and the same thing as Dose and everybody else in the space, only they used it to swing an election. And that was something that, quite honestly, they should have spent the entire, instead of trying to figure out how to reset my password, which is basically what the Congress was doing, that was asking the dumbest questions ever, <laughs> they should have asked Zuck repeatedly, why in 2015 did you do nothing? Why in 2014 and in 16 did you do nothing? Well, they they asked Cambridge Analytica to del- delete all the data. That's basically all they did. Yeah, and um, I'm pretty sure like this is gonna again. Here's that. Here's me digging a hole again. Uh, if you have a significant other and you have exchanged maybe shall we say unsavory photographs and videos with one another, and then you break up, do you feel comfortable mm-hmm. knowing that you told that in, that individual to delete whatever you sent them, or do you believe? There's probably a treasure trove full of all of your naughties. There's definitely a treasure trove. Cambridge Analytica has a treasure trove. Of course. So, like, to say, oh, yeah, we did an audit and we're going to do an investigation. We told him not and we just assumed it. You're a $70 billion man. You're telling me you don't have access to legal power and all the things that be in the government to say these people used us as a, as a guinea pig mm-hmm. and then took all of everyone's information. You know why he didn't do it? Because he didn't want you people to know it. He didn't want you to know that there was a breach because he saw what happened with Equifax, Sony, and, and so on. You, you don't want people to not trust Facebook. If you watch the social network, the one thing he says is Facebook can't ever go down. You can't ever have a thing that goes down because if people don't trust it, they won't use it. And it's, it's just too much money. It was too much money coming in to say, let's stop this thing. That, that's another big question for me is, is there, what's the ramifications to, to Facebook about this? Does anything actually change with them? 
That's a great segue. We are going to take a, a cut to the news here, and we're going to come back, and I think we're just going to recreate some of this hearing. Uh, I'm going to make Sam Orrin Hatch and print out like 52 font paper for him uh, to go ahead and do this. And uh, we're going to ask some of these same questions, and I'm going to give the Mark Zuckerberg answer the way I think he should have. Well, no. The way he did it is the way he should have done it. I'm going to do it the way that I think he should have done it. Anyway, you're listening to Scott Katoon, Sam Fisk, John Rosen. Rosen? Rosen? Rosen. Rosen, Rosen. Jesus. I've only known you for two years. It's fine. <sighs> Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. We are joined today by my Technoid goons, as I affectionately call them, among other things. <laughs> Goon Squad. Uh, Sam Fisk and John Rosen. Yes. Yeah. I just want to make sure I get it right. It's his birthday this week. You know, you got you to be good. Uh, immediately before we get back in the show, I have to give a shout out to some gentleman, I assume gentleman, just based on the way the text was written, from the 708 who texted us. I'm sorry, Camille, do you want to say that again? What exactly was the text? Um, he called Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> what a genius. Uh, I love gold. It. You feel free to call in and talk about it. No, seriously, call in on that. because It's funny, because Mark Zuckerberg's first blog when he was in college was Zuck on it. I just think he makes a play on his name all the time, too. I just It's funny, because I was reading, uh, the, I always like to read the troll and comment sections on like all this stuff in Bloomberg. There were so many Zuckerberg, and I cannot say the other one that was repeatedly being used. Uh, you could probably imagine mm-hmm. what rhymes with Zuck. But anyway, uh, it was, it's been interesting. So we've been talking about Zuckerberg and Facebook and the whole thing. And Sam asked a pretty good penetrating question about uh, sort of, you know, I guess a question that Congress did sort of ask, but then let him off the hook and should ask again. So what we're going to do on the back half of the show is uh, recreate sort of one how this hearing went and then i'm going to let sam ask some questions that congress did or should have asked and i will give you the answer that zuckerberg zuckerberg uh should have said or what he meant to say with his lawyer not present uh so without further ado and again for those of you out there who want to participate apparently you can text us obviously uh you can also call in and ask your own questions of the fake mark zuckerberg by calling 312-981-7200 or you can dm or message us on facebook at technori or at katoon on twitter uh either way so take it away congressman samuel well here's the first question from Oren. um what does facebook do with my data well, thank you uh, for having me and asking that question, uh, Senator Hatch. Um, as you know, you know I started Facebook um, from my dorm room in college, oh. and um, you know how we make money has been an evolving process. As you know, when we first started our company, am I losing you? Oh, sorry. I'm trying to find your notes. Start over. Start starting and trying to find the notes. Uh, can you repeat the question? Um. How did how did you start? What's face smash? So I'd rather not discuss face smash, Senator uh, Hatch. Face smash was the beginning of me recognizing that there was a need and a want for people to connect digitally. And so, as I mentioned before, I, I, I created this with my co-founders in in my dorm room in college, and we didn't know what people wanted so we wanted them to tell us we just knew that we were never going to charge we never wanted people to pay to connect our mission has always been to connect people across the world uh so that they can do good because obviously no one would ever intentionally do bad so uh how facebook makes money is an evolving thing but uh but to put it simply we run ads Okay, before I ask you the second question, or you ask me the second question, Congressman, whoever you are, I did this long meandering thing. We won't repeat it again, uh, but I want you to understand that Mark Zuckerberg played a role. 
in this whole thing. He, he didn't come out to answer questions. He was running a clock. Every, people don't seem to know this. Every person in the congressional hearing for Facebook had five minutes to ask a question. And every single senator who was sitting there, congressman, whoever they were sitting there, hmm. did not ask a follow-up question. They all wanted to showcase the question that they were going to ask. And so Zuckerberg and his lawyers came up with a plan to slowly say, thank you for having me, Senator, what's your name? And then restate the question. Sip of water. Sip of water. Very slow and methodical. And then tell you that he created Facebook in his college dorm room because he wore out the five minutes. And by the time the, the question was up, he didn't even have to give an answer. Mm-hmm. It was He played a perfect role. I mean, his lawyers, the, there was a lawyer sitting right behind him who I saw lipping the words before yeah. and after Zuckerberg was answering. Him like, and, it was that executed. And there was, like, a woman behind his other shoulder, too, Zuckerberg's other shoulder, and, like, they were just both smiling the whole time. Oh, yeah, they were laughing. Question. Yeah, they are like, oh, what an easy question. So, you, so, so there's a lot of criticism on, on Facebook and everywhere else that about this hearing. Just so everyone is clear, he made $4 billion, with a B, $4 billion live during his congressional hearing. $4 billion. The like, stock went much, up. That's how much he's his worth? His personal or? net worth went up $4 billion. It went up. $40 billion is what... Uh, Facebook's stock value did up during the actual congressional hearing. That's how much people were laughing at what they were doing to Congress. It was a joke. And I, I bet every single congressman or senator or whoever they are, every single time they asked a question, they were like, this is the one. I got him against the wall. Oh, how do you yeah. make money? He's not going to answer like this the, Like the face mesh one. We actually have a caller, a couple callers. Um, so what I want to do here is, Sam, I'm going to get right back to you. We might do you on the, on the break because let's take some calls here. Uh, Camille, who do we have first? All right. (laughs) We'll be back with you with Kathy in one second. Kathy, are you there? Kathy, are you there? No, Kathy? Hello, Kathy. Uh, Yes, phones. Yes, I hear you. Kathy. Welcome to the... No, it's okay. Welcome. We're we're watching cars drive by, so it's all the same. Welcome to the Startup Showcase. What is your question of the fake Mark Zuckerberg? It's not a question, it's a statement. Go for it. A couple years ago, a couple years ago, I was at a teacher's conference, and my Facebook account had been hacked, and I went to a session by a professor from the University of Illinois who told me that she worked with the FBI on Internet fraud, and she told me, and she told the whole class that day, that Facebook sells all of our information to China, Taiwan, whoever has big enough servers, and that was two, three years ago before any of this broke. And nobody believes me. I tried to call Ro Khan the other day and tell them, and the producer didn't believe me. And I can get her name, and I can give you the exact information. But I think this has been going on a long, long time. And that's where, and I, because I said, she said, where do you think he gets his money? And I said, from the shoe ads. She says, that's small potatoes. That's nothing. He sells it to other countries. So I'm, I, I don't know the answer to this question. Um, like with, like, I cannot say it honestly. Like, I don't want to get it like arrested or taken away by people in, you know, secret outfits Me or whatever. Either. Statement. Um, Me either. But, but I will, yeah, right. But I will say this. Um, so the, the likelihood that he sells directly to like China, just Mark Zuckerberg and a hood shows up and sells this stuff is unlikely, uh, that way. But my guess is in the same reason we get hacked with all kinds of other stuff is that technology is constantly evolving and that, if he sells content and advertising to, let's just say Capital One, I'm not putting them on the spot or anything, but Capital One or whoever else buys this ad and they run content, they're going to get an analytics report back and they're going to get all the people who liked and engaged the content back. That information is my guess, can be um, scraped for more personal information. And 
if somebody else sells that, then there's no way to track it. Once it's left the hands of Facebook, no one can track that. And so I don't know that they necessarily make their money directly that way, but I'm sure that it fits in their business model. It's not That's not surprising yeah, there, that that happens. There has to be a company that Facebook sold the data to who in turn went to China to make money. Possibly, yeah. Well, here's, here's the other thing she said. She said they store it for like 30 years. Oh, they store you know, forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or something, they are going to bring this out. And that was exactly what mm-hmm. she said it. She said they're going to store it for so many years. That's all they're doing. They, any place that has b- enough room to have big servers, that's what they're doing. Oh, 100%. And so I, I think it's one of those things you just you, you wait and figure out uh, how to use it later, right? I mean, that's unfortunately how it right. goes. Kathy, thank right. you so much for uh, for taking the time. Thank you for taking my call. Of Thanks, course, Kathy. no problem. Thank you. Uh, Camille, we've got a couple more calls. I want to take one more before we have to take a commercial. Let's go with Peter because uh, some of the questions there. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, I have a question for you. Um, if I own my data, as you stated in the congressional hearing, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, you don't, okay, how is it that all I heard you talk about was Cambridge utilizing the information illegally when, in fact, you used it three or four years prior by giving the Obama administration 86 million whatevers, yep. names, faces, and so on, which was also confirmed by Maxine Waters, who said that Obama had the greatest amount of information on all Americans. Uh, well, as I stated before, you know, I, I, I launched this company from my college dorm room. Um, no, the so here's the thing. He, this is actually a really, really good question. Thank you, Peter. The 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 thing here is um, when Mark answered this question, he was very specific. He said, "You own your content, and it is in fact your data." The difference there is slight, but what he is saying is your picture of your poodle and your kid is yours. And we don't, we, you can take it down anytime you want. You can delete it. And it is in fact your data and your information because it is you. So you can put your, take your name out, take your birth date out. You can do it. Don't do it. Whatever you want to do. But it is his information once not like you own it still like it's yours. You can stop putting more information out there if you want at any time, but he can take whatever information that you have out there that is sitting on his server and repurpose it. However, he sees fit. And he never denied or didn't deny what he does with it. And he kept saying that's something we should talk about another day. It's not a one word answer, yada, 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 which in all fairness, like I, I like picking on him, but in all fairness, you he's the CEO of a publicly traded company. He has an obligation to be somewhat vague. And if only our politicians would be as vague as Mark was. Uh, but the bottom line is, you know, the people have to recognize that when you sign into like you're on your browser right now and you sign into 52 different tabs over time and each one of them you log in with facebook there's a pixel that's created and they can have i can do this right now it would take me 20 minutes to go hire somebody on upwork to have them create a pixel put it in my website and every time a person who has a facebook profile goes to my website that pixel will now follow you forever and so long as you have it you know on your your website's open with your logged into so not in other words not in incognito I can then track every single site you've gone to and send you advertisements for Technori targeting you based on what you click on and like. That is happens right now, third party, all over the place. That's one of the biggest inbound marketing tactics that exist today. So you you know you've you've got to keep in mind that owning your own content and owning your own data 
And what my, what like I can't take your content as Facebook, my, me Mark. I can't take what you posted on Facebook and then sell the pictures of your poodle and make money because that's yours. Um, but I can take yeah, the information that you've done on my thing and I can sell. Well, can, depending on what my agreement says when you sign on, I can sell that however I want or use it however. Would would that constitute a, an illegal contribution? That has got to be worth. That's that's a good question. That's a great question. I wish you had more time for that one, and I'm not even the person to answer it, but. Um, I do think that we are entering a new world where the the impact of media and things like this, it's really blurry. I mean, the best here's the best thing. I would take a break after this, but the the best thing that I can give you to think about is if you're if you follow college sports, the recruiting rules around text messages and Facebook messages and Snapchats and, and WhatsApp and things used to not count. So a coach could only text a player five times or whatever a month, but they could WhatsApp a player unlimited times. The way that that's now changing, but the way that uh, we interact as human beings back and forth and shuffle money back and forth has changed so substantially just between the last two elections that there needs to be a complete oversight and re-regulation of how we determine who's spending money where and how much and all this other stuff. So uh, very good questions, Peter. Thank you so much for listening and, and for asking those questions. If, um, if we, can, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we will come back and pick this conversation up. I'm Scott Gatoon. That was John Rosen just momentarily, and Sam Fisk quietly in the corner. You're listening to WGN Radio AM 720. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. John Rosen was going to say something uh, about the Facebook piece that we left right at the break uh, uh, to Peter. John, yes. what was it? Peter, uh, you asked a question if that's... Uh disobeying any information privacy laws is something that breaking any laws yes uh the information privacy law data protection law prohibits the disclosure or misuse of information about private individuals that would be the thing that would be broken but it's not viable in the united states there are 80 countries that have adapted this comprehensive information privacy law but the u.s is not one of them so facebook might actually get off the hook with this one about selling data to people but not in the uk and that's where all the hubbub is yep. and john just earned his salary uh great one so we have we have one more question and then I've been told that Sam has the, the, Orin, the Orin Hatch question that should have been asked. So we're going to finish up with that. But before we do, we've got Anne who's been holding patiently. Anne, welcome to the show. Yes. Oh, good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not on Facebook. I, I, I don't believe in that. And Zuckerberg, he's taking money from the poverty, the poorest people who are on welfare. They're on welfare because they want to own cell phones. They want to be on Facebook. Every poverty-stricken a country in the world that we help is that it has cell phones. I believe that Zuckerberg should pay for the schools, pay for the pay for food, pay for everything that he's taking away from people from the government. And taxpayers have to pay this. And you're running out of taxpayers who can afford to pay for the programs that the government initiates. Uh, well, and on that, I mean that's that's a loaded. That's quite the meatball that got thrown out. I mean, I so. I'm trying to understand the question and, and comment accurately as you stated it, but the, the, the main piece here is... People have to be on welfare in order to... Uh, uh, they have to have their rent paid, food paid, child care paid, health care paid, uh, in order to have a cell phone, in order to... But be they on- can, you, can, you can use Facebook literally on any computer, any device on the planet. And to your point about the schools, I mean, like Sprint is a big partner in Chicago. They pay for half the leases of all the CPS schools that they have antennas on. Any person who is in a you know, poverty-stricken situation or area can go into any public library, any place on the planet. And quite honestly, if you sign up for Boost Mobile for like a dollar a month, you can get a free phone. It doesn't have to be an iPhone. So I mean, I don't, I don't think that's his issue. Nobody pays a month for your schooling. Nobody pays uh, anything for a food stamp. Nobody pays any contributes. 
and and taxes are high in Chicago. We cannot. They're running out of people who can pay for other people. I, I don't dispute that the taxes in Chicago are ridiculous and, and everywhere else, but I, I will just say, I'm not sure that Facebook. I mean, I think Facebook and social media is degenerating society for a whole entirely different uh, reason. See anything hashtag Kardashian, um, but I will say that I don't think it has an impact on the on poverty. And in fact. The majority of money that's going back to Mark Zuckerberg is being paid by businesses like Technori and others that spend money on advertising. Most human beings, individual users, uh, do not spend money on Facebook except for to buy tokens on Candy Crush, which is you know people's problem. I, I, I get where you're going with it. I, I thank you for the call, and I, I think benefits nobody, nobody poor or anybody taxpayer they don't benefit from uh, Zuckerberg. So uh, well, I don't think anybody benefits mm-hmm. from Zuckerberg at this point. It's just a social thing. We're going to move on to the next one here, Ann, but I, I do appreciate the question. It was uh, it was well well put together. You just said he's worth seventy billion dollars. Forty One billion. person is worth seventy billion dollars. That's that's absurd. And why do we have to help all these countries like Syria when they have cell phones? You can't have a war anywhere in this country in the world because everybody knows ahead of time through cell phones through the media. Well, I, I appreciate the call. I, I wish that we could solve these problems, that social media is a new world. So, Anne, uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, we went from Facebook to Syria and back, and there's a lot of billionaires and a lot of rich people out there. And I, quite honestly, it's not fair. The world's not fair. But the reality is uh, if you have a special trait and know how to, to make money, then there's no stopping you from making money. And, and honestly, if you change the way that we do things and how we make money in this country, then we're no longer a democracy, which you could argue they're not a democracy anyway. But bottom line is... Uh, you, you know, you can't. I'm not blaming Mark Zuckerberg for poverty. That's my line. Uh, Sam, you are Orrin Hatch, correct? Yeah, that, that is uh, that's correct. All right. So we have a couple. We have a couple of what? minutes left here. You had a real question you wanted to ask, so I'm going to give you the shot right now. And I won't preface it by saying that I started the company in my college dorm. Go. Well, the I got a top question from the internet. All right. Uh, I've turned that the triple triple W. What were the tools and tactics used by Russian entities to execute information operations against American citizens, and what were the narratives pursued? Uh, thank you for that question, <laughs> Senator Hatch. Uh, sip of as a, a sip of water here, sip of coffee. Um, that's a great question. I actually am not responsible any longer for all the technology that's being built uh, on both sides. I do oversee it and I can, I would love to have my people come back to you with this question uh, perhaps Monday. Do you have a, a follow-up question that's simpler that could at least be answered by me? Uh, Again, I'm the fake Mark Zuckerberg. Let's take it a little easy. (laughs) Facebook, you won't let this happen again, will you? No, we will definitely not. I know Mm. that we did twice before, Mm -hmm. um, but, and, and this is truth. This is me giving you Mark's opinion on this, but it's true. Uh, I really do actually believe that this won't happen to them. You get hacked again. That's we can't stop the hacking thing. That's that's a, a oh, yeah. major worry across get, the get world. Get used to that world. Yes, and and digital currencies and having your money swept out from your phone and computer like that's real. I don't have any money. Yeah, me neither. Um, your boss is a cheapskate. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing: Pre- previous to this, this stuff wasn't public. Okay, so Mark was trying to preserve. I fake Mark was trying to preserve the safety and security of being on Facebook. But it's out now. The I mean, question's it was, out. It was out for people in the know already. Yeah, for the people in the know, which is why all the people who knew this are still on Facebook every day. Oh, yeah, I was like, on Facebook this morning. I just yeah. answered. I just filled in a new profile thing. There you go. Uh, so people who knew this isn't a surprise. But, but, but to, to your point, though, uh, now, because this is public public, it's, in, it's a congressional hearing where I had to come there and, and answer these dumb questions. Uh, 
I do have like a it, the band-aid's been taken off so to speak I'm not I don't have anything to hide anymore mm. so now that this is a thing when something like this happens I am mu- it's much easier for me to say hey guys we had this happen again call the government let them know that something's going on and continue to work because he'll never be able to stop everything but he can at least react faster his mistake was he didn't react fast enough because he was trying to hide it to preserve the value of Facebook but I guess for me in the end of the day and this is something that Ann and others would probably not want to hear but it's true uh, at the end of the day, it comes down to money. Bucks moves everything. And so what I judge how this went is by how the stock stock pickers and buyers reacted. And when I see that during the congressional hearing, his personal net worth went up $4 billion and the companies went up $40 billion, that tells me that people knew what he was going to say, knew the realities, and don't care. And to me, that that's ultimately where we're at with this. Like People don't care. They want the convenience factor, and they'll pay for it. A lot of big-time CEOs of startups and you know companies like Facebook, who started in a college dorm at Harvard, uh, they always like talk Microsoft. in front of yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Amazon, um, just in a crappy office. Yeah, uh, they always meet in front of Congress and senators and answer all these tough questions. It's just Mark's first time, and we'll see him again for sure. Oh, no question at all that we'll see that again. That, that's the shame of what the whole hearing was. Is you saw how nuanced that one question was. Yeah, and if he'd gotten enough of those questions. We'd be talking about these hearings in a completely different light about how unprepared he looked, how he wasn't able to answer anything. Of See, that, that's the one thing I want to get on is because we, we ought to wrap here in a second. But the one thing I want to end with this is, yeah, it looks that way. The, the memes suggest that. I would argue completely different. I would argue that he answered and could have answered that exact every no matter what question you threw at him, no matter how nuanced he had an answer for it. And the answer was no answer. But that was the answer. That was planned. He spent, you know, everyone's criticizing because he was he disappeared for like a week and then he came back with some stupid comment and some media tour. He did the same thing. He's been gone for a week before the hearing. He was practicing every single day with a team of the highest, most expensive, $1,700 a minute lawyers sitting in a room asking every single question that they could because they actually knew what Facebook was. The government doesn't, apparently. And so no matter what questions got thrown at him, he was going to answer with, thank you, Senator, for having me here today and for your great, thoughtful question. I started my company in a dorm room with my college roommates, and we've been doing this. But if you if you don't like my answer, I would be happy to give you more than a one-word answer and another date that's not public. So we have like 40 seconds left. Yes. What is going to come of this hearing? What are we going to hear about Facebook? Nothing. What's next? Nothing. Nothing. All right. It's going to disappear just like first. everything else. It, right. it is. I believe it. Next week, it this 24-hour news cycle. The only thing that's going to change this is if people decide to deactivate Facebook. And uh, I first off, let me mention that the hashtag delete, delete Facebook, Facebook on Facebook Woo. is not going to get in front of people yeah. because they're not going to let into the feed. People need to, wo- just as my as my friend Jason William Johnson on the show says, it's time to be woke, folks. you got to start reading mm-hmm. some more stuff on this. Uh, at any rate, this has been a lot of fun. Sam, John, thanks for coming out on Saturday. I hope you guys oh, enjoyed you. our little mock trial of, of Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg. 